This is called, I haven't done this, uh, we don't do this too often, we do it once in a while. Got a couple requests for it. Uh, it's called Great Suburban Showdown. One, seven, three, four. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Uh, Drinking all that free champagne I guess I saw this coming down the line And I know it should be fun But I think I should have packed my gun Got that old suburban showdown in my mind I've been gone for a while Made some changes in my style and they say you can't go home anymore Well, the streets all look the same And I'll have to play the game We'll all sit around in the kitchen chairs With the TV on, with the neighbors there Out in the yard Where my dad works so hard He never lets the crabgrass grow too Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, Billy Joel A to Z. Today, we continue our venture into the tease with another The Song and another song off of Street Life Serenade, The Great Suburban Showdown. The Great Suburban Showdown is the third song of Billy's third album, released October 11th, 1974. This song appears nowhere else. I'll take a guess, has rarely or never been performed live and has been erased from existence. But this is Billy Joel A to Z, and we love songs like this. So let's bring in Alon Altman into the mix and see if he can guess what our two reporters have to say about this odd song of an odd album. Hello, Alon. Hey, Dave. Um, yeah, I'm ready to guess on this one. I think that The Great Suburban Showdown is, in my mind, a hidden gem, and I'm hoping that Chris Bananos will give it some respect. Not too much respect, of course, because it is Chris Bananos. So I'm going to guess 50. I'm giving you the wrong buzzer on this one because <laughs> you're so way off and everything you said was wrong and you know nothing about Christopher Bonanos. How you could teach a course in Christopher Bonanos is beyond me. He gives he gives this song zero respect. He put it at 107 out of 121. I want to hear the blurb. Not terrible vision of suburban anomie. That's the word. A-N-O-M-I-E. Yeah. Wow. He's he's pulling out the thesaurus for this one. Yeah. But the references, crabgrass, sitting around the kitchen are just too unoriginal. Might have been a whole lot better with a rewrite. Glenn Gamboa puts it at 77. He says, Joel accurately captures the awkward feeling of returning home after a period of rapid change to a place you feel you've outgrown to people you don't have much in common with anymore. That's exactly the sentiment of the song. And a lot of bad news. The fans rank this at 110. 
Well, Alon, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I've never heard this song in my life, ever. We know. But Paul Lauren played it on one of our live shows. But still, it doesn't it didn't resonate in any way. And his version is a lot different. I have never heard this song. I nothing about it. I've, I've definitely never heard it. I fucking love it. Yeah, I agree. It's an absolute hidden gem. This song is a real winner. I can't believe I've never heard it. I, I love that I haven't heard it. And I get to enjoy a brand new Billy Joel song in the world of Dave Juskow's head. And it's just so interesting and cool and fun and yet not fun at the same time. But the music, the instruments are fun. The opening on the synthesizer is hilarious. I was already in. Is it country? Is it Western? I don't know. (laughs) It fits on the album perfectly from what we now know what this album is. And the question, of course, is at the two minute mark. What is the video game he's playing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is it a slot machine? What What was he doing? Just taking that mic like uh, who was it? Russell Javers that took the moving out uh, car noise with the microphone. <laughs> Do you really hear video game noises? I thought it's all just Moog doing weird Moog things. I'm playing it for you right now. That's the Pac-Man theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just got eaten by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, so why wouldn't I like this song? It's uh, so... I mean, I guess the message is good, too. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. I just like the music anyway. And then I do like the message. I mean, I guess he certainly has a lot of these kind of songs. What, what was the song we were just talking about with the road song was it just yesterday the entertainer it was the entertainer right yeah we were talking about people going on the road and all the people they've seen and they're all the same and here we are again same kind of deal except he's going back home he's not on the road but he's like home isn't the place i mean it's very wizard of oz ish yeah and i think the entertainer is a good companion piece to this song because in that song you also have these crazy moog synthesizer like really fast solos that he does and this song you have the same sound, but he's doing a lot slower and kind of sadder. So it's kind of like you have the excitement of the road, even though it can be depressing sometimes. It's exciting. You're a showman. And now you have to go back home. And it's like you don't even re- relate to these people anymore. And now it's kind of slowed down. So it's the same kind of synthesizer solo, but slower and sadder. And he's just I think it's very relatable going home and just feeling like, who are these people? I'm not even like them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And And we've all. Well, you're you're probably the only one that hasn't experienced stuff like that in a way and in, in the sense that you've, you know, you grew up in a the biggest city ever and like, you know, but most of us and 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 of course you go you went away to college and then you came back and probably realized your friends might be different or your family's different or you get another perception on it. So in that sense you do, but you know, you don't get the uh the crabgrass and all that kind of stuff. You know, I grew up in a place like that where you're just like, well, this is where I'm from. What a dump, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But why right. do we have so much ketchup in the pantry? What is that all about? <laughs> Who are no, these people? No one in New York eats ketchup like you guys. Did you realize like this isn't living, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, so everybody does have this story. Meanwhile, 
you were talking about the the Moog synthesizer, which you obviously loved on this album more than anything in the whole world. Now that I even see this and the, the great suburban showdown, I got to say one of the, the great suburban showdown in the sky is the stupidest lyric I've ever heard. And no, but it makes total sense, right? Because like he's basically saying that, that last verse, you know, when he basically reveals like this is my last time coming home, I'm never going to see you people again until the great suburban showdown in the sky, which basically means like after we die. Yeah, no, I know. It's just I prefer the um, the free champagne on the airplane line. Where's that? Yeah, no, that, that does sound kind of fun. Yeah, why? So he's doing pretty well, right? He's flying east on a plane with free champagne. I don't know. In the seventies, did you always get free champagne on airplanes? No, no, that's first class always. I think that's why I'm like, what what airline is he flying? If he's uh, trying to tell us, I mean, I guess he's made it. He's coming back. He's made it, and I think he's coming back with a girlfriend too, because he has that one line where he says, "Mom and Dad, me and you." So that you has to be some chick he's bringing home. So he's really, you know, he's coming back in his probably big fur coat with his weird exotic girlfriend. And now he's got to sit around with the neighbors watching TV, looking at the crabgrass. Yeah. And it's embarrassing to be your girl, bring your girlfriend out of those kind of things. And on the flip side, you I mean, they make movies like this all the time where you bring the out of fish person out of water what is it out of fish out of water fish out of water kind of whatever whether it's the boy or the girl and you know like what do you mean you don't like hanging out by the docks and the fishing pond or what's the what's the matter with you this is what we do every saturday yeah well i'm from new jersey and we don't do that kind of shit it's ridiculous right i'm thinking of son-in-law with Polly shore is a good example right and well i could just picture my own well i'm i was thinking of sweet home alabama with reese witherspoon actually oh she goes uh, back home to her and she's like a big city girl right and then she goes back and rekindles with her old country boyfriend yeah yeah and she's like you couldn't handle the big city and then it turns out he'd been going there for a long time just to kind of acclimate himself so he could be with her it's a bad movie but yet it stuck in my head for some reason so who knows what the story is did you see the version in new jersey of course you did um because we were talking about that for the entertainer i guess he I guess he was playing most of Street Life Serenade in that, I guess it was the Capitol Theater or something. Yeah, I think it's actually in New York. Capitol. I've been to the Capitol Theater. I think it's in New York, not in the city, but a little bit upstate. Are you sure? I thought it was in Jersey. Maybe there's multiple Capitol Theaters. But yeah, I saw this version. Um, I thought it was cool for a couple of reasons. Number one, he doesn't do the synth. So he has Richie Cannata do sax for all those fun solos, which is interesting. Well, well that's what I was trying to figure out. What is that instrument he used? I thought, was it a harmonica? You're saying it's a saxophone? Um, he mentions in the 2012 live version that like in the beginning, he says this will be a clarinet here. So maybe it's actually a clarinet that he's well, playing. I, I did hear him say that where he said it's supposed to be a clarinet, but it certainly doesn't sound like a clarinet. And that's why I was like wondering if you knew what it was. Maybe it's a thing where, like, technically, when he recorded this, he wanted to have a clarinet, but they couldn't afford to get clarinets. So he just did it on synthesizer. Like that the Who have that song, A Quick One While He's Away, where there's an instrumental break where they wanted cellos, but they couldn't get cellos. So then they just start singing cello, 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 cello. <laughs> For cello. real? Yeah. So um, anyway, he's playing. I think it's a sax. I think it's some kind of sax. You think it's a harmonica of some sort? Uh, I don't know. It looked like a long instrument. Oh, you. Oh, you saw them. They show him for they show him at one point in time and he's holding something. Oh, I didn't see that. Wait, let's see. Maybe not in the opening part, but maybe it's one of the middle solos. Oh, I guess that is a clarinet. Actually, it does sound like a clarinet. Now that I'm listening to it. 
Okay, so clarinet, that's what it is. Yeah, I guess it is. But it works. It, it's, it works pretty good with that as the instrument. I've also heard other cover versions from like Billy Joel cover bands where they do a sax and that works well there too. You know, the whole album, Street Life Serenade, doesn't have any saxophone on it, which is interesting because you always picture that as being a Billy Joel staple. I guess so. Do we think of Billy Joel as a saxophone guy? I think just the, you think of those like classic albums, you know, his, his peak period. There's a lot of sax in there. Wait, what's he holding in 52nd Street? A trumpet? Oh, a trumpet. That's right. Okay. That's why I got confused. Right. I was like, wait a minute. He's not <laughs> holding a sax on 52nd Street, right? He's holding a trumpet. I guess he plays that too. God, you hate that guy, right? So talented. Or he was at least holding it. We, we don't know. Well, here's the best part of this song where I said it was erased from existence. I mean, nobody knows it, right? So apparently a long time ago, I don't know when, he put a the YouTube version, Billy Joel himself, put the YouTube version up on Facebook. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. I guess was, I don't I think it was before his residency. And I guess it was before he had people had YouTube channels. I don't know. But uh, he put it up on Facebook. And the first comment is, speaking of music, did anyone happen to catch the Doobie Brothers when they were in town? And how were they? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> wait so he put what 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 youtube did he put on the capitol theater he posted or the the, like, the official audio he put the official audio on it's the same one with the cover of street life serenade okay and the first comment was what the first comment is speaking of music did anyone happen to catch the doobie brothers when they were in town and how were they thanks and then the next comment was me saying it sucked they didn't play wink and blink and a nod <laughs> exactly duh <laughs> The, the rest are all like underrated song, underrated song. But this happened uh, nine years ago. If he got a better response, maybe he would have tossed it into the playlist. So I guess that was, uh, yeah, about uh, 2013 before the residency started. And I, don't know about- why, I don't know why that song and, and nothing else, but he apparently had a Facebook page back then or, or his people did. It's an official Billy Joel page on Facebook. Well, that makes sense. I think he's got, uh, he posts a lot of songs on his YouTube. I'm surprised that this is like the only thing he would post on his Facebook or one of the only things. I don't know. It came up right away, but I think, I guess he does keep posting on it. I, or whoever does his social media, I'm pretty sure it's not him. Yeah. I don't think with those fingers, we don't know if he could type. <laughs> exactly. Going back to the Capitol Theater, did you notice at the end of the song that the band starts playing Rhapsody in Blue? Oh, no, I didn't notice that. And it's amazing because I never realized it, but this song sounds a lot like Rhapsody in Blue. So yeah, I it's guess you're right. Perfect. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I can see. Yeah, you're right. It is very Rhapsody in Blue. But I, I'll tell you, there's one part of the song, and again, it's, oh, it just sounds like the Broadway show. And I, 
cannot remember. And I think it's, let me see what, what the line is. All right. So when he says, I've been gone for a while, I've been gone for a while, made some changes in my style. That's very Eagles like. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing is like easy. an Eagles song. Yeah. 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 And then, and then it goes into something I can't put my finger on. We'll all sit around in the kitchen chairs with the TV on and the neighbors there. That is right out of a show tune. And I cannot put my finger on it. It's, it's, it's the, the way it's even worded. It sounds like it's, it's like it's, this really great show tune. It's probably why I like the song. It's really got everything. I do like the Eagles, although most people flying east on a jet plane drinking all that free champagne again like, <laughs> i don't even know whether that's the eagles but i just I saw it is not the eagles <laughs> what, you're doing well, leaving well, on a jet plane jackson brown no no it's john denver leaving on a jet plane is john denver yeah oh i'm thinking of lion eyes <laughs> <laughs> wait i don't even know if that's jackson brown i'm all over the place yeah, I don't know what you're thinking of exactly, but it sounds like a Jackson Brown song because Take It Easy was written by Jackson Brown for the Eagles. Oh, all right. I knew I had some sort of Jackson Brown and the Eagles in mind. All right, so I don't feel that bad. Yeah, look, he, this is his, you know, his L.A. album. This is 1974. These guys were huge. They were. This was the thing, doing country rock, and this is a perfect That's example. Why of do that. you suppose he put in the line, but I think I should have packed my gun? I don't think I that think fits. I think it's because like this whole he's using this motif of like a showdown. So he just means he should have uh, right. be more defensive because he knows he has to face his parents who are going to be annoying. Yeah, him. I guess, the, again, the Western feel. What a fascinating. I mean, it really is. All the songs have the have the feel to it. He really loved putting on that Western stuff and it all adds up the gun, the showdown. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And like the song, the music of the song could go with something really epic like a showdown in the old west but then he yeah. brings it back to the very mundane reality of life of going back to your suburban home drive into town when this big bird touches down then i'm gone with the wind <laughs> there's all these nice little phrases in this song yeah i love the crabgrass line i'm surprised that bananas didn't like that yeah i like it too and where my daddy works so hard <laughs> that never a little funny. the crabgrass grow too high oh the place because that I mean, anybody's again, you didn't grow up in the server, but everyone's dad was obsessed with the lawn. I mean, really obsessed. It's insane. So that is the perfect thing to say for, you know, for for this guy who is the suburban Bruce Springsteen. It's the it's the perfect song. Yeah, I really like it a lot. I'm very happy that it's here. I think I'm going to put it on the hidden gems list. I'm very pleased with this song and I'm I'm glad I found it all on my own. Yeah, I'm glad that because of this whole ruse of doing an alphabetical Billy Joel song list, we finally got you to listen to this song. And to admit that, I think now you're coming around on country music. Um, no, I'm coming around on Street Life Serenade, the album. I been, never thought that would be the case. I've been telling you this since the first songs we did from this album. Like once you hear the whole album altogether, a lot of these songs kind of work. It's just that piece by piece. Sometimes you're like, what the hell was he doing here? Yeah, I guess you're right. I, and I, I know you have been saying it, and I know a lot of people are fans of this album, and I was like, this album is stupid, but I am enjoying it more and more the more we do. And I, I, I'm glad we've done, I think, like three songs in the last month from uh, Street Life Serenade, and it's been really fun. Yeah. 
it is good, but it's kind of the forgotten album. He plays probably besides the entertainer, but pretty much nothing from this album ever gets played. Oh, so what's, a rag here and there. So was I, again, I was guessing, has he ever played besides the ones we know in 76? Has he ever played this song again? And don't tell me any of those masterclass stuff. I want to know in concert. Yeah. So, well, okay. So documented according to setlist.fm, there's only three plays that they have listed. And one of them, the first one is that Capitol Theater performance in 76. What did I just say? Then there's one in Ames, Iowa, 1979. Which oh, I, I remember find. that show. Oh, yeah, that was I, a great I, show. I can't find audio from it, but when I look at the set list, it's very, uh, it's an interesting set, set list. For no, that listen, time Ames is a great place to see a show if you ever get the opportunity. I, <laughs> <laughs> go to the Cracker Barrel on Route 41. <laughs> it is the best one in the country. <laughs> And then the third one they have is that masterclass from Lynn University in 2012, oh. where he does play the whole song, which is nice, because a lot of times when someone brings up a song, he'll play like a little piece of it. Right. The best part of that masterclass, of course, is when Billy Joel, if you watch that video, what, when he's looking for the song, he goes, oh, it's in the T section again. And he says, here it is, the great suburban showdown. Oh, that's another one where he says that because I. Yes, it's the second time he's done that. And then when the song is over and he's looking for the next song he's going to play, he again starts going through all the T's. He's like, the ballad of Billy. He does, well, he does the I, same listen, thing. Listen, I, I played that uh, for during the Billy the Kid. I played that. I just thought it was from something else. I didn't know it was It from was that. from something else, and now it happens again. So he does oh. this. Whenever he looks at his laminated songbook, he, it's organized this way, and he finds it. Uh, so what you're trying to on. say is that Alan Altman decided we would do it Billy Joel songbook way. And that's how yes. we'd run the podcast. Right. Screw Webster's Dictionary. We're going by the Billy Joel song. Well, book. why didn't you just say that to everybody at the beginning of the show, the beginning of the podcast? Why don't you say it to that girl at the bar who was really questioning your loyalty to Billy Joel at the beginning? I wanted there to be a big reveal <laughs> around episode 148. That was my goal. <laughs> well, that was pretty smart and it worked out well. So, yeah, that's it. Three performances. That's all that we have. But we know from the Capitol Theater, he intros the song by saying, here's one we don't do that often. So, you know, obviously he played it here and there in the past, but we don't have those recordings, sadly. Well, I don't mind telling you. I'd like to hear it if I was at the concert. I think I'd enjoy that very much. Yeah, I would love to hear it. It'd be really cool. There's even a version from 2018 where Mike Del Judas and this band Big Shot, which is one of these Billy Joel cover bands, are, are doing the song. And, uh, you know, it sounds good if it's not his band playing it. So imagine when it's really Billy Joel's band. Playing. Yeah, well, think about this a lot. I think we were talking about this on one of the episodes. Obviously, at this point, who knows? Springsteen did his, you know, Broadway show. Barry Manilow's doing one, I think, or something. You know, they're having a residency on Broadway. I know he has the residency at the Garden. But wouldn't it be terrific if Billy Joel bought it a little smaller to a Broadway theater for a month or two and... I mean, this song would be unbelievable to hear that way. This and Summer Highland Falls. That's right. That's when we were talking about it. If he was in like a nice small Broadway theater, I want to get both. I want to watch him in concert with the big stuff. And then I want to see him in a smaller venue with this kind of stuff. Boy, that would be really terrific. Everybody said Springsteen was unbelievable when he was on Broadway. Makes a lot of sense. He might have just been acoustic. I don't know how he worked it. But boy, this would be something else if he pulled this off before he dies. Yeah, it would be great. Um, the problem is, you know, I would love if we could start a, a movement to get him to know that we love this song, but it's not as catchy as December song. No, the title's no, too long. It's really hard to describe. The Great Suburban Showdown. It's called the GSS. 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 
TGSS. I don't get it. Great suburb soda. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? I got uh, one that's kind of classic that I think you might like. Uh, Speaking of champagne on the plane, Mm. uh, 10 years earlier than this recorded song, James Bond said to the woman that would eventually be covered in gold paint, my dear, there are some things that just aren't done such as drinking Don Perignon 53 above the temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit. That's as bad as listening to this 60s group without earmuffs. What is the group to which he's referring to? Okay, so 1964. Um, the Beatles? That's correct. <laughs> what a square. I know. It's the, the the one flaw with the movie that James Bond's a major square. And he goes, oh, God, that's like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a square. The Beatles. I remember watching it being like, what the? Excuse me, hero. How could he be such a squ- the The Beatles without earmuffs. <laughs> Who says that? Who's ever said that? Uh, yeah, I guess they really thought oh, they're just flash- too loud. This is a flash in the pan. Yeah, <laughs> they're like Huey Lewis in Back to the Future. You're just too darn loud. <laughs> <laughs> but your kids will love this. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. Next, please. Alan, do you have a question uh, similar to the genius of what I just bought you uh, for me, maybe? And maybe another James Bond question? <sighs> oh, yeah, um, sure. In in, uh, in Goldfinger. Uh, <laughs> no, I got nothing. Damn it. Okay, so in this song, Billy Joel says, Big Bird, in the last verse, what other Billy Joel song mentions Sesame Street? Oh, uh, Pressure. That's correct. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And right. And remember when he was on Sesame Street and he said, uh, just the way you are saying just the way you are on Sesame Street. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he did have a lot to do with Sesame Street. When I was thinking of Big Bird, I was thinking of Howard Stern and private parts. Well, we got Big Bird coming up here. Uh, Remember when he's in Detroit or something? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, he's best friends with Howard Stern. So maybe he was mentioning Howard Stern in 1974. Yes. A young Howard Stern, not yet making it. (laughs) Yeah, there was no way they were friends back then. But isn't it delightful that they are now? I like that. I do, too. Well, Alon, this is a toughie. You've had a couple of ones. The Ballad of Billy Kid, The Entertainer, Down Easter Alexa. These are all, well, I don't know about the Down Easter Alexa, but these are all good for parodies because we know the songs really well. Mm-hmm. What do you got for us today? This is going to be a little tougher. Okay, so my song today is called The Loser Virgin Showdown. Your, your titles stink. Well, it's the song's called The Great Suburban Showdown. So, you know, it's uh, it's a long title. What can I do? Even if your song is good, your titles stink. <laughs> That's good. I, I lower the bar with the title. The lyrics are better. That's true. He has done it before for me, folks. So let's see. In the corner of the bar, staring at the girl so hard. I'm working up the courage to go say hi. 
But instead, my stupid friend says he's gonna try again. It's the loser virgin showdown one more time. So he goes and sidles up, asks her what's inside her cup. She rolls her eyes and says she's leaving soon. So now I move across the floor. I ask her if she likes Star Wars. Cause I got all the figures in my room. I've never been on a date, but my mother says I'm great. Yet I'm here every night striking out. For my friend, it's the same. He says, let's go and play a game. So we go sit around in his living room, eating Cheetos, playing Doom. Maybe next week I'll get a girl to kiss my cheek. I'll bring her home to the dismay of my friend. He'll spend the night with his hand while I become a man. The loser virgin showdown is at an end. Yes, the loser virgin showdown is at an end. Hey now. Oh, my God. This is the one you chose to sing the entire song. <laughs> I got a few <laughs> verses. <laughs> oh, my God. Like the, the you did the entertainer last week or so. And it was like the, it was really short. You did one verse. And this one, you decide to do the entire length of the song. There's not enough live versions of this song. People need to hear more versions. Well, I suppose there's something to that. But, uh, you know, this this one uh, lived up to the title. <laughs> i don't know alan but this was a tough one but you pulled it off anyway so so be it the great suburban showdown we'll continue in a moment well folks that was the great suburban showdown if you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Do you agree that this is a hidden gem? Do you think the middle section sounds like Pac-Man music? Yes. Do you hear the resemblance to Rhapsody in Blue? Do you think clarinets were hard to come by in 1974? Oh, you didn't hear about the great clarinet shortage of 1974? There's an entire documentary about it. Oh, you got to send me that. Yeah. Do you think this song is country or Western? Hmm. Maybe it's both kinds of music. Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and Western. <laughs> and what's the best way to deal with crabgrass? You just got to get rid of it. You got to get right on it. Get right from the root. Just pull it up. Start over. Oh, Fresh my sod. gosh. Oh, it'll kill your summer. It will. Well, until next time, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. When the streets all look the same And I have to play the game Well, I'll sit around in the kitchen chairs With the TV on, with the neighbors there We'll drive into town When this big bird touches down I'm only coming home to say goodbye Showdown in the sky Till that great 
showdown. 